appreciate and love the commitment. This is easily, a, I want to say top three sports movies. Uh, really? What's your weird... Have you done the rest of your top three on the podcast already? Let's put it that way. Uh, we've done D2. That's up there. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to really think about that. Definitely neither of the Johnny Tsunamis are in that category. They're both <laughs> so long and so bad. Still bitter about that. <laughs> it was so long. I was just like, why? Why is this still going? Honestly, though, I haven't watched that movie since I was a kid. And I really, I, I'm not sure. It's I have the same emotions <laughs> toward it now as I did when I was like a little a little kid. This This movie feels... So the opposite of what you're describing, though, because it's yeah. it's 90 minutes and it feels like a 30 minute TV show. It is like yes, it, so yeah. quick. It moves. It hauls ass because it's got 30 minutes of montage. Yeah, and they know what yeah. you want to see at this point. They you want to see yeah. the fight, Blood, guts, yeah. and montages. Yes, yeah, exactly. So, folks, yeah. if you haven't been able to listen to the banter and understand, and obviously read the title of the episode, Rocky Four, the the Christmas movie. Because if there was no other indication that they say in one point in the movie, we're going to fight on Christmas. This is no like there's no Christmas decorations in this movie. There's no turkey. There's no like presents. No, there's I, a tree, I think in the background at Rocky's home when like his yeah. kids watching. Uh, I forgot until then, until they showed his kid and his kid's friends. And there was a tree in the background. And I was like, oh, yeah. Andrew, when you mentioned this as a Christmas movie, I was like racking my brain. I was like, where is the Christmas in this movie? Like, yeah. I, I know there's snow when he's in Russia. I know. And then I was like, oh, you know what? They give, like, there's a there's a gift-giving scene at the beginning, and that's when Paulie gets the robot. That must be the Christmas. But no, that's Paulie's birthday. They just happen to be fighting on Christmas. No <laughs> other mention of Christmas yep. whatsoever. We'll get to Polly and his robot in a second, but uh, this is False Start with Andrew Van. The voices of returning co-hosts, Lindsay Heyman and Manis Clancy, newlyweds for about, what, six weeks now? Uh, yeah, about a month. Almost, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. And we're going to break down Rocky Four. I'm going to ask them a couple of hot topic questions. They're going to really break down with me, and then after that, we'll make some statements. They're going to break those down as well. Let's we'll start it off right out the bat. Uh, who won the private rematch? They, they showed it at the end of three. They showed it at the beginning of four. Don't show anything else. I'm very curious what you think. Andrew, have you seen Creed yet? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they Rocky says who wins in Creed, if you remember. Refresh me. I don't remember. He says Apollo won the private rematch. Oh, see, what? I thought it was going to be Rocky because he had the hat. Because he was like, a friend gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> hat, I thought he won the hat. <laughs> there was a title, there was a title hat. Uh, the title, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I thought it was like amongst friends, like, hey, hey, I win, I get your hat. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe that uh, Apollo gave it to him. That looks so much like a hat that was just in Rocky's closet <laughs> since his early days in Philadelphia. Yeah, but that also feels like an '80s Carl Weathers hat. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's looking for like a white elephant gift. It's like, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to actually like. I was thinking with that in my mind watching the movie that they admit later on that Apollo won this rematch. But like the fact that uh, Apollo gets beaten so handily by Ivan Drago and then Rocky beats him later makes me feel like there's no way. Right? No, and like, I, I think that's why I, that makes sense of why Rocky was like, hey man, maybe you shouldn't. Like you mm-hmm. haven't 
like all of our little like fun things that we've been doing like you haven't really seen yeah like up to speed maybe you shouldn't do it yeah yeah that makes me think that rocky won there's no and, and there's no way that rematch was like super duper serious because rocky no. just left with like that one single bruise yeah on his face you yeah. know so we can agree that Let's just put it out there. Polly had sex with that robot. There is no, yeah. There is no hands ifs or buts about it. My question though, was the sex with uh, the robot post or pre change? What's that? Pre, post or pre what? Pre change. Because remember, it was a, it was a male at first. Happy oh. birthday, Polly. Happy birthday, Polly. And then later, it's like Polly, you forgot <laughs> to pack this. Yeah. I think Polly. I think Polly was like. Uh, fucking around with the uh, like instruction manual, and he was like, I think he was probably trying to figure out how to turn it off, and he changed the voice to a lady's voice, and then got turned on. And by then it. he got so turned <laughs> on because <laughs> you know, Paulie hasn't had sex in a million years. <laughs> no human woman is going near that guy. I mean, the guy sits around in his in-laws' house all day, wearing nothing but a tank top and just snacking. So yeah, eating yeah. ice cream and drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, maybe the robot's like intuitive. Like if, if at first, Polly think like it thinks mm. Polly just wants like a dude to like hang out yeah. with, but then he's like, oh no, Polly needs a woman's touch. Mm -hmm. I can do that. But, uh, the robot and then turns on the lady voice. The robot's an empath. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what everyone needs, uh -huh. like. For uh, Rocky Jr., always like '80s prom dance hits. For Pauly, it's sex, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. And you know, let's just say this too. Uh, the next question, which, by the way, like we said earlier, they skip so fast. There's the birthday scene, Drago getting drugged up, being introduced, hitting things, then uh, calling out to fight an American. Happens to be Apollo who wants to do it. And then they go right to the press conference. Like this is super quick. Mm -hmm. Now we're in the fight. James Brown's out there and Apollo's got like 30 nicknames. So my question is, would you rather have one badass nickname or a whole bunch of them? I've always been a fan of the really long intro with a million different nicknames. <laughs> I mean, like having one really good nickname is obviously really cool, but I don't think there's one nickname that's so much better than any other nickname that I would be like, I hereby forego all other nicknames for the sake of this nickname. I have a two-pronged answer. I think in real yeah. life, I would want just one nickname because that feels like you have like an established vibe and like, you mm -hmm. know, you're close with a lot of people who call you a thing. But right. if I think if I was like famous or like I was, you know, getting announced as something, I almost would want to be like surprised by them mm -hmm. <laughs> and be like, oh, someone calls me that. Wow. Mm -hmm. Just because it's like, oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like each name was given by his wife at different times. And he's like, baby, I'm going to use that one. Yeah, because like they're they're so all over the place. That like, how could you have earned all of them? Mm -hmm. Which makes me think that like they're just random headlines from like small papers across the country where they're like, oh, Apollo Creed, this whatever they what was the one that you said that they should. Oh, so they said uh, they called him the Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah, like why? <laughs> I love I, I like that though. I like a really like, good non sequitur nickname. But that's what I mean. Like I, I if I was getting announced, I would want to be like, oh, yeah. someone calls me the Count of Monte Cristo. Okay. Yeah, but I told Lindsay they should have called him. And if I was a boxer, I would want to be the Count of Monte Fisto. Huh? Huh? Maybe yeah. that's, maybe that was the name of Polly's robot before he changed it to a woman. I know. Uh, <laughs> that just made me 
just sounds like misfitting. Yeah, Number four, shouldn't they have interviewed Drago uh, not over Apollo's dead body? That was so <laughs> awkward to me of like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like steps away like maybe 20 feet, if that. The right cinematography the- in that scene is very odd to me because I had not, I also had not seen this movie up until, you know, 20 minutes ago. So, <laughs> I love the commitment. Yeah. So I like, it was just odd. Like the shots that they were showing sometimes, and I, I think it continued. Like I realized it late, like watching the full movie, it kind of continued. Some of the scene, like the, the cuts between different views that you're seeing was like a little bit erratic. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like it was especially prominent in that scene where it would be like just his glistening jaw and then like back to Rocky in the crowd and everything. Mm. And it was kind of, it just, it was all over the place. I took that as a real, like, uh, commentary on uh media obsession with celebrity i thought i was like man the media is just as much at fault for apollo creed's death as ivan drago is they're not letting the man get any medical attention Mm. like it's pretty brutal yeah you know and i'm sure that was not the filmmaker's intent for it to be for it to be that deep for that for it to be that kind of allegory uh but that's what it came off like to me. It also feels a little negligent that they didn't have someone on call, like standing by, even if it was a goodwill match. I mm-hmm. feel like you would still have somebody nearby. Yeah. And the crowd was set, being what the, the setup for that fight being what it was, the crowd was set so much further back because it was in like, you know, a literal theater mm-hmm. space, you know, which is a weird place to have a boxing match. Uh, but you I think, think that's the same I, stage I, they do. America's Got Talent. I'm, I'm like, I'm like 90% sure. <laughs> <laughs> I buy it. I buy it. Um, number five. Why does Rocky never listen to Adrian? <laughs> She's trying to be a sense of reason, saying Apollo died. You're gonna die. You're gonna fail. He just walks away. Yeah. I thought it was funny that he was like, oh, Adrian's always honest. And it, like, it was like a bad thing. And like their little like dispute when she was at the top of the stairs and he was at the bottom of the stairs. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like not a bad thing yeah. in a person or a wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was saying, uh, I can never change. And oh. he, he was like, uh, he, he like, he was saying, I can never change during that whole argument. And then at the end of the movie, he gives that whole speech, which is a great speech on its own. Like in a bubble, that's a good speech. But if you watch the whole movie, he doesn't change. No. You know, really the change takes place in Rocky Three when he changes his fighting style. But this one, mm-hmm. you know, he his wife wants him to not be a fighter and just let something go. Uh, but he doesn't do that. But then at the end, he says he's changed and he I, hasn't changed. I think the only the change was like, the Russian, the only change was like the Russian crowd didn't hate him anymore. Mm-hmm. Like they changed their mind about him. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was, I don't know. And then his, like at the end of that, where he was like, he's got to be prepared to mm-hmm. like show his heart. And if, he, oh if, he's, if he's not afraid to show his heart, he's got to be, a, he's got to be ready to die yeah. or something. And it was like, he said it was a multiple, like if this, then this, then this, then this, but none of them made sense together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stallone was really trying to like flex his writer muscles in that moment. Cause I'm sure he's got a writer's credit for on this. Cause he does for like everything at this period of time in his career. Uh, I'm sure he put that together thinking it would make sense and be a real moving cinematic moment, but it's just not 
No, and no. I feel like if anything, that scene leaves you with like, wow, they like really did not communicate well. She was mm -hmm. saying, I, you know, don't go fight. And he was like, I'm going to fight. And that yeah. was it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you sacrifice your belt like Rocky did when you're fighting someone who's clearly a foot taller and 11 years younger than you? <laughs> I think if you get to the top, like the, the things matter less, like once you've done it. Yeah. Yeah. And even from like a business perspective the like in boxing i don't think like the title belt even adds that much more prestige at a certain point mm -hmm. like if you have to sacrifice the title belt in order to go do the biggest money match that you can do like you do it you know like you know more about like actual fighting in real life today not like rocky style yeah yes yeah. you know and if that's the case then yeah mm -hmm. yeah I say go for it. Make that money while you can. This is probably even though. Well, remember he was making zero money. He said that. I know he said he, he said he's going to take no money. So this is just a full on grudge match. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I guess you know if that's what you want, you know, uh, at this time it's supposed to be your last match, which of course it wouldn't be. Uh, then go for it. Maybe this was addressed in Creed, but next question is: How is no one upset with Rocky for not throwing in the towel? Uh... The trainer, Adrian, his wife, no one is mad at him. I know. I guess they probably, maybe they knew that like Apollo didn't want him to because mm -hmm. he made it, he said it like a million times to Rocky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you could hear Apollo yell no across the ring at the very like last moment. Yeah. Like don't throw in the towel. But yeah, I think, you know what? This movie has no time to get like caught up on like deep character things like guilt or uh, <laughs> that's true. Or, or repentance or anything like that yeah. you know this movie's got a whole ass to the finish line with a bunch of montage and they don't have to it's like only an hour and 35 minutes long <laughs> and for as many montages as there were like it wasn't extremely clear especially the one when rocky's driving and they show like the beautiful moments of them like embracing at the beach yeah. it's like not super clear what emotion you're supposed to be feeling like it just seems like it's generally like sad yeah like that's it but like we don't know if rocky feels guilty yes i yeah. would I, I mean i'm sure he did but like that was something that was kind of glossed over it was just like i am man mm -hmm. i am sad i will hurt yeah. people because mm -hmm. i am sad I, like it was very like cut and dry i think what you're supposed to take away based on what the previous conversation had been about is like rocky is uh, remembering all of the best stuff in his life and like coming to grips with the idea of losing his life. But that doesn't come across. It just comes across as like, here's like a, you know, here's like a leftover one shot of Stallone in his car from when he was doing Cobra. It's like, you ever watch TV series that's on the hundredth episode and they just play the clips of the past, yeah. like, that's, exa that's exactly what this felt like. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like, it was very unclear. It was like, am I supposed to feel like, what mm -hmm. am I? Cause like nostalgia only like is vague. There's a lot of different kinds of nostalgia you can feel, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It did feel exactly like a hundredth episode of a TV show though. <laughs> this is not a question, but this is the only thing I wrote. The that's my dad scene. Lol. <laughs> So the three yeah. little boys are in front of the TV and he's like, that's my dad. And they're like, duh, we're not nerds. No. Yeah, like that's why we're here. That's why we're literally <laughs> at your house right now. Yeah. I mean, pretty dumb of that kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless the kid, and 
this could be the case being like a rich son of a boxer. He could just be an asshole. He could just be like, that's my dad all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was kind of a little shit at Polly's birthday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he probably doesn't know how to talk to that many humans because yeah. he's been being raised by that robot for a while. Because <laughs> yeah. you know, everyone, all of his like, you know, adult, uh, you know, parental figures leave for a few months, you know, and he's just yeah. being raised by a robot who did a pretty good job setting up that Christmas tree, you know, yeah. I have to say. I think he just like he's gotten so used to like repeating things to the robot yeah. for what he needs. And it could be like a you know, being like, That's my dad, like pride, but also, you know, he's a kid. I feel like we're really reading yeah. <laughs> into him. It happens at so close to the beginning of the fight that like you probably just heard the announcer say his name too. Uh-huh. So like it just adds that extra layer of stupidity to that one <laughs> little throwaway line. Uh uh, so the next and final hot topic question, did Adrian leave the robot in charge? Yeah. And she left. Okay. Cause there's no yeah. other adults mentioned in the household. Anything It's just mm-hmm. the, the robot in the background. Right. Yeah. No, it's definitely the robot's house. Yeah. So we got a smart house situation on our hands. That robot's been putting up Christmas ornaments, uh, moving the elf in the, on the shelf around missing Polly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, having having you know phone sex with Polly using the phone <laughs> that's built into her own body. Um, well, like in the phone, he can't like the robot can't access herself. It's like mm-hmm. on the back of her shoulder somewhere with a little arm. So I figured like mm-hmm. Polly's calling is like. Here's the funny thing: the the kid in the movie's name. So in the movie, his name is Rocky Junior. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they might change it something differently in the Balboa movie. I could be wrong. I think you. Uh, I'd be right. I can't remember why. I know Mila Vincent McGee played them, but in hmm. real life, the kid also his name is Rocky, which I don't know if that just landed him the role. But either way, fun fact. <laughs> but yeah, I can imagine like the robot's like, Rocky, Rocky, can you reach my back kid? Thank you. <laughs> Privately. Maybe that was a condition of his job that Stallone put on there. A uh, kid needs to really be named Rocky. Yeah. You, you gotta <laughs> believe it. Yeah. You know. Rocky to Rocky. Yeah. Rocky, what if it's a girl? Still. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so that so that robot's just like making birthday cake three meals a day Mm -hmm. for the kid with Polly's face on it. It's the only recipe that got programmed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's all they eat. All right. That is our section of hot topics. Now instead, I'm gonna make a statement and each Lindsay Mans are going to have to buy the statement, meaning they agree, and they're going to have to provide proof on why they agree with the statement, or they're going to sell, meaning they don't agree with the statement, they're going to provide proof on why they don't agree. So the first, buy or sell, Rocky's long-term head injuries are, had already started before fighting Drago. 100%. Buy. Yeah. Yes. Buy. There's no way. There's no way they haven't. You know? No, we were talking like during the during the last fight, and Manus was like, any one of these punches would have ended a match in real life. Yes. Like one punch would give someone a con- could give you a concussion. Yeah. Like one of these haymakers that, you know, Drago's throwing from his chin, you know, with all his force. Yeah. Yeah. It would would absolutely destroy a man. Um, and we all like in the very second scene of the movie, <laughs> Rocky comes in 
He's wearing like a black and yellow fucking Popeye outfit. It's like a, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like yeah. a, it's like, like a, a robe jumper, you know, like onesie thing. It's, yeah, yeah. It's very Italian. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. And he brings his wife uh, another cake, the second or third cake we've seen today in the first two scenes of the movie, mm-hmm. and a watch. And he's a week early for their anniversary. And he's like, oh, who cares? Like, maybe you didn't remember, buddy. That's, yeah. (laughs) The more I think about it, the more I'm thinking, like, he probably just took, he was probably just ballparking it. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, I know our anniversary is in July or whatever. Yeah. I know our anniversary, I know we got married. I'm pretty sure we got married on Paulie's birthday. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he was upset with him kicking him out. (laughs) Also, that watch was really cool. That was a cool watch. Yeah, very like that's like good eighty. There's a lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that's of, cool eighties. Like if a, you found that in a vintage shop now, you'd be mm, like, oh yeah, I'm buying that for two dollars. This movie is like very eighties in every way. A movie can be eighties uh, for all the good, bad, and like absurd reasons that things are eighties, and that's like a good piece of eighties yeah. fashion. Yeah. Buyer sale number two. Apollo deserved a training montage. Yes. Yeah. I think Carl Weathers in a, you know, in a movie that's filled with absolute freakish, freakishly ripped human beings. I think Carl Weathers is honestly the most impressive looking one, you Mm. know? And I mean, he's a meme. He's doing that uh, arm grab with Schwarzenegger. Where's like two people agree to something. And predator. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, I think he's honestly the most ripped guy in this movie almost. Uh, I want to see more of him running down the beach, you know? Yeah, I think this is the movie that uh, Apollo was like the most one-dimensional in. Like we really only saw him be like, I am not old, I'm going to fight. Like that was Mm -hmm. it. Like that was all we saw. And I think giving him a montage or just a little bit more before he had to fight would have been, like it would have been more of a payoff, I feel like. Yes, yeah. We only Paul got to ever see play with his three golden uh, retrievers. That's the only <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were just we we only we saw him walk, but even in that scene, he was watching stuff about the fight. Like he yeah. was only doing like nothing else about any other aspect of his life other than I'm going to prove myself. I'm not, you know, I'm not dried up. Mm-hmm. Apollo's entrance is the greatest fighter entrance of all time. Yeah. Yeah, I Absolutely. feel like. I feel wow, like from a guy who watches a lot of wrestling. <laughs> and live sports wow i mean it's james brown i mean come mm-hmm. on james brown's like the greatest showman of all time yeah and that was a surprise like at already like all the dancers mm-hmm. like doing all that coordinated stuff and all those like sequined outfits and then james brown came out and i was like whoa like yeah. on top of everything they've already brought out like, yeah. it's just like a, one just one more step up mm-hmm. the popular fan theory about this movie is that uh Creed tired himself out doing that whole entrance. You know? <laughs> and that's why he like lost. Like uh, yep. uh, uh, DeAndre or Deontay Wilder, the guy who fought Tyson Fury, he yep. wore a huge 45 pound golden headpiece thing down to the ring. And then like chainmail armor and stuff. He lost. He was like, yeah, that thing made my legs tired. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <It's> so dumb. <laughs> uh, speaking of Apollo, we we touched base on this. So I pretty much already know the answer, but the next statement is pride kill Apollo, not Racky's lack of uh, throwing in the towel. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the uh, like 
if this was realistic to every other fight though that we've seen in the rocky universe like he only ever got beaten up in the last like 10 seconds of the first round like he was pretty much in control he was moving all over the place uh until like the la- the very closing moments of the last round i think what killed him uh, is a little bit of pride, but also a little bit of like unrealistic expectations from being in other fights where he was able to take 97 haymakers right to his jaw and, and like survive, you know, this was like a whole other. I think that is ego, like thinking I've done it before. I can do it again, regardless of the fact that he hasn't seen a real fight right. in years. Yeah. I think what killed Apollo is uh, being a character in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny, I think in real life, yeah. both Creed and Stallone are like, they're both like the same age. I think they're both 38 in this movie. So it's, it's yeah. just really funny, like, oh, Apollo's older. He's a little washed up, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think Rocky still is the world champion, mm-hmm. at, that, at least at the beginning of this movie, because, like, it's not that long, I guess, after the uh, uh, Rocky Three fight. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a real quick cinematic montage. They show... Like after Apollo dies, there's like a news conference and like there's like a paper just swipes it on nowhere on the, on the left side of the screen. It's like champ forfeits belt, blah, 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 blah. So. I see. But that was too, that was so he could go fight Drago. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. But before that, he was the champ still. Yeah. Pretty impressive. <laughs> it is funny. If they were the same age, Apollo's going, ah, I'm so old. I've been retired for so long. And Rocky's like, eh, I'm still the champ. Yeah, I think it's not not just age of just like being out of the game. Mm-hmm. Like it's right. you know that's true. It's like every other quarterback who just retired in the last couple of years, looking at Tom Brady at forty three in Tampa, like what the f- like what is wrong with <laughs> this guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, next, buy or sell. This is a very passionate one for me. Rocky Four soundtrack is the best of all the Rockies. I feel like I'm not adequate to answer this one because I've only seen now one and four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the first one, <laughs> I mean, the first Rocky's iconic, but I don't know. I mean, we were talking about like the main, like the big song that's in each one. Because mm-hmm. um, this one had some very intriguing uh, original songs that fit the movie. <laughs> Kind of, uh, yeah. kind of like musical moments that I found mm-hmm. very intriguing, um, but I don't know. I'm not sure I'm the best one to answer this because I, I haven't seen two and three or Balboa or Creed. I'm. I think I'm gonna buy because I think it really encapsulates. Like nothing beats the original Rocky score, but this has that and like peppered in in parts, mm-hmm. which is always really pleasing to hear. But it also has a song that sounds exactly like it has eye of the tiger at the beginning of the movie, but they also snuck it into like yeah. some, some of the actual score, not just right. like the, the song. And like there they, is another full on song that sounds just like, that's like an tiger. original. It sounds like it's an original song. Yeah. It's based mm-hmm. on the movie. And then finally you add on top of that, you like, you've already established that this movie has some of the most iconic bits and like, it grows on some of the most iconic bits of the previous scores, but then you add fucking heart's desire in there. (laughs) Hearts on on fire. Uh, It's so like that one takes it so far over the top that like, I am willing to say yes. Like this is the number one Rocky score. This was more like era and time music than the other previous three for sure. I think the previous two, one and two, the score was like Bill Conti, 
who, who's done like several, you know, scores yeah. and uh, things and movies. And he was really famous for Rocky. He, he's got that, you know, bell tone and, da, 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 mm-hmm. and that's when he started beating up on Apollo both times. Uh, and then in three, that was, I think three's Eye of the Tiger, right? That's when that's that was right. introduced. Yeah. And so, then they bring it back at the beginning of this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I'm willing to say Rocky Four best score. It, it brought me back to me talking about the Peter Cetera song in uh, Karate Kid, Kid 2, I guess. Yeah, because I, I was and like, I didn't was we saying, have a similar conversation during one of the Karate Kid yeah, ones? Yeah, and I was saying, like, this song is, like, rocks so hard and, like, it's a great <laughs> song. so hard. Yeah, it's such a great <laughs> song for this kind of movie. But Hearts on Fire and even, and even Eye of the Tiger, even though it's a repeat, blow that song so far out of the water like it's not even funny (laughs) next buy or sell rocky should have kept the beard for the fight (laughs) (laughs) honestly i'm gonna buy that because i feel like that really was like wow time has passed (laughs) (laughs) he's gotten rugged in siberia and you know now he's ready to fight i like i think it would have been interesting and it must yeah. be like on the flight too because he leaves the house and he's clean shaven but then like maybe a step second later like he's coming out of the russian cabin and he's got the beard yeah. Like, yeah no i know i i feel like they literally just did that to be like wow he's been here a while now mm-hmm. training for a long time yeah um but yeah i think he should have kept it i, I think, think it- he should have kept the whole look for mm-hmm. the fight i think he should have kept the tight black jeans and the, the sharp- rain boots yeah and the shirt <laughs> And that's what he should have done the last fight in, you know. The Sherpa jacket, yeah. Yes, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's what that's that would have been my ideal look for the final fight. <laughs> you can't beat back-to-back montages. So no. he arrives, he's sailing in, he goes for a run, they play the first song, mm-hmm. he comes back for the run that's like a full like four or five minutes, and then there's Adrian, and she's like I miss you. I can't be without you. I'm here with you. And he's like, me too. You watch that first montage and you think to yourself, like, this is the peak right here. We'll probably go Mm -hmm. right into the fight after this. But no, they give you just enough of like sort of an emotional, quiet respite. And then they ramp up the montage even harder than you thought was possible previously yeah i feel like the montage is also like slightly take a turn like the first montage when he's working out alone and like is really like i don't know just it's more brooding and mm-hmm. kind of like I, oh god it's gonna be hard i gotta do this and then adrian comes and then it's like yeah we're all watching him we're all a team we're yeah. doing this together yeah. it just i feel like they they needed the the positive energy mm-hmm. boost yeah, this is so good, but I, I want to issue a warning to other movies, which is to say, don't do this. Uh, <laughs> Pace the montage. <laughs> you can't. You can't beat this. Like you yeah. might look at this and think, man, my. You know what my movie needs is two back-to-back montages <laughs> with maybe a fifteen-second break in the middle. Uh, you can't pull it off. Only Rocky Four can pull it off. Because any other movie that has something like that, I feel like you'd only laugh at. And this yes. one, you chuckle at, but you're also like, yes, you this, this is part it. of the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Stallone, like kudos to him. He t- ramps up the like intensity of his training mm-hmm. and his physicality so much harder. And I think you do know, like there is a difference between like when he's just kind of training 
casually with Apollo at the beginning to the fight, like he's definitely like more cut in the abs and stuff. Like yeah. They, yeah. it actually looks like he got like fitter, yeah. buffer. Both of these guys look like fucking action figures by the time yeah. they like hit the ring and take their robe. Yeah, off. the shine would make you think they're like, you know, made of plastic. Yeah, yeah. I just imagine, so there's a really good old joke from, I think, Dennis, oh, not Dennis, uh, uh, Eddie Murphy's Raw, and he talks about Rocky. He's like, man, like, Rocky, like, you guys Italians, you guys love Rocky, man. Like, you'd be sitting there, like, in the movie line, you'd be like, hey, this movie's gonna pay for my fucking uh, popcorn over here. And then you start getting a fight with people in the lobby because you're fucking seeing Rocky. Like, what is wrong with you? And, like, my head's like, can you imagine being a young... 20 something Italian in 1985. You're sitting there, you're watching your hero in his fourth movie in the last 10 years he's made. I think Rocky was like 975, if I'm not mistaken. So in four years, like every two and a half years in some span, you're sitting there, you're loving it, you're loving the pace because they're not, they're cutting all the bullshit out. There's no Adrian relationship, there's no loving with the kid. It's just mm-hmm. bull, bull. I, and also, there's no like, dialogue. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and you already got the first montage, and you're like, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, oh fuck. guys, fuck, fuck, fuck. There's another one. Ha, it's on fire. <laughs> yeah. That's how I yeah. imagine what 1985 was. So. It's been a while since I had watched this movie, but like, God, it, it fucking just worked on me. Like I was, I was like, <laughs> I was enthralled. I got to say, you know. Like we, like we were watching uh, the revival of Twin Peaks mm-hmm. the other day, and we were watching a, like a particularly very like obscure and like yeah. cinematic thing that was all very uh, metaphorical and uh, not pretty. Kind of like it'll make sense later, but it's confusing now, kind yeah. of thing. And I was totally enthralled uh, by watching that, and I was in like this Rocky Four is basically the exact opposite of all that. And I was just as fucking pumped. I was like dancing on the couch, you know, like singing along. This is why the soundtrack is on my entire Spotify playlist under Garage Workout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Next buyer, Cell. Shouting at the top of a mountain is really dumb. Cell. Fuck you, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to buy that just because, like, that that looked so dangerous. What yeah. he's like, oh, like, and crying. Where oh. the fuck was that? Like tall peak. Oh near? fuck! Fuck you too. Yeah, I'm concerned <laughs> about like like rock slide slash avalanche. Yeah, it's already hard enough to get there. Like, yeah, I I don't know that I would do that. It also, is, yelling it, for Drago, like he's not gonna hear you. It is hard <laughs> enough to get there. Let that man have a scream. <laughs> Drago's at his like cabin. He's like, what? Yeah. Also, like, the, like if he was like responsible, somebody would have made him take like at least like a CV radio, walkie-talkie, something, just to like, hey, in case something happens, use this radio. Us, I can imagine him scream. All the snow crashes down, and he's like, hey, uh, "Yo, Polly, <laughs> uh, I can't get down." Yeah. He uh-huh. had to. He had to run to the top of something, though. I think even like you had to have that scene. Yes, definitely. Similar to climbing the stairs. This is that time. Yeah. yeah. This was a very but improv I, beat. It was like, okay, guys, we had the uh, church, we had the uh, monument, the museum. Uh, he he went up the stairs and and to his own like um, statue in the third one. What's bigger than that? I got a, a Russian mm-hmm. mountain. Yeah. <laughs> next one, next one, Rocky's gonna climb to the moon. 
like a Fast and Furious beat. It's like, yes. you know what? This is all we got left, guys. Going to space. I did enjoy that side-by-side montage of being like, Rocky's doing it the right rustic way. And Drago's a machine who's hooked up to, yeah. to electrodes and getting injected with stuff. And- yeah. <laughs> really buy, for the most part, that uh, Drago is just like a walking weapon, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, but I was I was reminded during the press conference scene of how like green of an actor he was because they couldn't even like show him in frame even though he was there for that whole scene. Everybody else was doing the talking. You'd think they would cut to him staring at Rocky or something a couple times, but no, he was just like. And I caught some looks uh, of his face at the in, like the corner of a couple shots, and I was like, God, he just looks like a fucking piece of wood. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but honestly, that's not the worst choice for that character. No, yeah, you know, and like he, it works for that. When it comes to the final fight, and he has to deliver his like two or three lines in English, mm-hmm. like he, he for me, for me, yeah, yeah, I must break you. <laughs> it's such a good line. Uh, second to last, buy or sell. Rocky's speech at the end is just bad. Yeah, we already talked about how. It doesn't make any sense in the context of the movie. Yeah. So he didn't yeah. change. Um, it's unbelievable that these Russian fans would turn on Drago yeah. in the course mm-hmm. of this fight. Uh, like, I, I buy it as a good speech in a bubble. Like, if you're just playing that part of the movie, uh, the Titan Tron at a, you know, sports game or something, I enjoy it. As a climactic speech to this movie... It's bad. I yeah, sell. I agree because it also, we were saying like, as he was giving the speech, we were like, wow, he ended <laughs> cold war. Like he, did it. he ended the relationship between the U S and the Soviet union. Like, Oh my God, Rocky. Yeah. It just felt, it felt like I thought they were going to address it. I think the, the part about it that disappointed me is like, I thought they were going to reference like Apollo. Like I thought he would have a reference to Apollo. Yeah, there's yeah. One, something about like the you know like avenging or mm-hmm. yeah I don't know I just I guess maybe that was not what he wanted to go for he wanted to go for like unity and you know a friendship of nations but it felt it felt not like it matched the fight that just happened like that fight happened out of like revenge and anger and then he's like but we all came together you ever get in like a really bad fight with your sibling when you're like really young and then after you're done with the whole yelling and spatting you're like what are we fighting about again and then that's what i feel like rocky did at the end of that speech he's like you guys changed i changed uh i'm gonna go lay down in the back and like adrian probably was like apollo would be really proud of you like your friend oh yeah. fuck yeah yeah if, it- if you guys can change your mind about me <laughs> I could change my mind about the murder of my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit like that. Yeah. Last, buy or sell, Rocky Four is the most American film of all time. <laughs> it did feel very American, like mm-hmm. propaganda-y. Yeah. Like if you were in another country, you'd be like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's got everything. I mm-hmm. mean, it's got... Uh, Runaway capitalism in the form of buying a robot. Uh, it's, got, it's got montages. It's got like you know, absolute like power ballads from the eighties. Mm-hmm. It's got you know, American spectacle at its finest, and then like uh, centers itself around the idea that like uh, 
an American, no matter where they are, even if they're in a fucking shack and are a foot shorter (laughs) and like overcome anything. Yeah. Uh, just through hard work, you know? Yeah. I mean, and it I, ends on a freeze frame of the guy bleeding from his face with an American flag draped around him. You yeah. Know? It feels like what people want to believe is true of like, you can do anything and it doesn't matter. We're the best everywhere we go. It like, doesn't it, matter how many punches or how hard they are. You take directly on your nose. Yeah. Like you can survive and fight back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, fun, two fun facts. Uh, I did read up why there was a robot in the movie altogether. And the fact that we're <laughs> obviously bashing on it really bad is really funny. But at the same time, apparently the reason is Stallone has a son and one of the sons has autism. And the only way apparently that son will like react when he was running little was they had like just a little playtronic robot thing. And he's like, hey, I want to put that in the movie. Hmm. Hey, Paul, do you want to fuck the... <laughs> what if we make it have a hot voice <laughs> <laughs> and then speaking of soundtrack i do know spoiler if we ever could do rocky five uh i think five no it's it's i think it's one and two and then five they go back uh the soundtrack is done by frank stallone oh i see and it's like okay. a doo-wop kind of motown kind of feel but it's Mm. It's alone. Well, Rocky Five. Spoiler alert! If we if we do watch it oh, for the no. show, a thirty year old movie. Like they want to, like, they're trying to like bring Rocky back to his roots, back so, to life. So they just so bad. they just make him poor again. Like it was, like the whole movie is like, oh, we gotta, gotta move back to my apartment in Philadelphia. You know, like oh man, my old hat. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, wear, I, wear the, I gotta start wearing the fingerless gloves again. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, his Sherpa jacket he's wearing in like the tundra doesn't look particularly new already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like he's just, he's not like robot rich anymore. Mm-hmm. Like they're living in a beat down shit. I mean, yeah, he spent money on that robot, which in the 70s, I'm sorry, the 80s, can't imagine how much a robot that's fully artificial oh, yeah. intelligent and gave it a sex change costs. <laughs> Two, uh, yeah, like he made no money on the biggest fight of his life. Of course, he's poor when he comes back. Yeah, yeah. So that that's a key element of Rocky Five. But like, think in my memories of Rocky Five, I don't remember it having the same sort of uh, crazy power ballad soundtrack that three and four have. I'm I'm not shocked to hear that it probably. I has don't remember it myself. I think though. the skim of the story is he goes back. He's poor. You have to restart over. His son's like 12 or 13 now. Yeah. Very an adolescent and, uh, you know, hates moving back home kind of thing. And mm-hmm. then they meet Tommy Gunn, who in real life is a boxer, really young at right. the time, but he was like crazy as shit. And um, they brought him in the movie. He did really well and all that stuff. And then all shit goes to chaos towards the end. And there's like a street fight. And then they had like a Don King kind of fake character. Yes. They yeah. There's Tyson. Don- yeah, there's a Don King analog. It doesn't end in a boxing ring. It ends on the streets of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Like there's a fight happening, and then- is that what that's where it began? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that pitch in that like room. He's like, yeah. <clears throat> guys, we're going all the way back. Hear me out. Hear me out. That robot was really dumb. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. But imagine me, my gloves, fingerless street fight on a car yeah i'm older now 
yeah, what if what if Rocky beats up the young guy? <laughs> <laughs> what if, Fre wait, fre fresh idea. What if Rocky, the elder, <laughs> beats up the young stud? Hey, what if I play Rocky and Apollo's son? <laughs> yeah, can we nutty professor this? I don't know what that is yet, but I know it's gonna be a thing. Dude. Stallone has taken so many supplements over the years to play Rocky through Dicks. I think when he was filming Balboa, he got busted in Australia. I think it was, see, I was working in Barnes and Noble around 2004 on Woodruff Road. And I was there for about eight and a half, nine years. So this would have been like, I guess that movie would have came around around 2006 or seven. Mm -hmm. And he got busted with like a whole bag of HGH steroids coming out of the Australian airport. Yeah. And like, really it shows because like in that movie, he's like super jack compared to the guy he fights, which is a real boxer. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, you know, he's he's like he's like old man ripped. He's a lot bulkier. Oh. To and, me, that's scarier. And you but you know what I was thinking? Realistically, with the types of workouts that Rocky was doing in this movie, he should have had like uh you know, circus strongman body because he's doing it's <laughs> like a thick. <laughs> I mean, he was doing cardio, but he's also just like lifting rocks over his head yeah. and like oh my God. pulling a trailer. When he was pulling that sled and kept slipping. Yeah, that was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Be on the lookout for future Rocky movies. I think uh, I think we've bought into it. This has been Rocky Four. please be sure to give us a subscribe, a like, and a listen and follow on um, whatever you listen to the voices already, whether it be Google Play, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Echo, um, Spotify, all the rest there. And also give us a review so we can keep doing more episodes for you and we can keep being found. Uh, thank you so much for guys being on the show. Thank you so much to the listeners too. We've, I think March will be approaching two years of false start. Yeah. Uh, there's almost the... 100th episode as well so i'm sure we'll i'll, I'll plan out some shenanigans it's always fun having you guys but this has been false start with rocky four please don't fuck a robot